Hello and welcome to the Disney Doodah Podcast. I am Brad from Wicked Mouse Travel, and I'm joined by my brother and lifelong Disney Parks fan, John. Say hi, John. Hey. Uh, we are a bi-weekly podcast exploring all things Disney vacations from the Seven Seas Lagoons to sailing the high seas along Disney Cruise Lines. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever, wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. Today we'll be discussing what in the world is happening at Epcot, as well as taking a trip down memory lane to discuss our beloved retired Walt Disney World attractions that we wish we could see again. So, without further ado, let's get started. John, I'm not sure if you've even seen, um, at Epcot, there's a lot going on right now. They've, uh, they've actually been shutting down large portions of the, the Future World section. That's, um, that's the area right by the Epcot Ball, the uh, what's the called Spaceship Earth, that attraction. Yeah, I haven't seen it uh, personally, but I did see the news and everything popping up on Facebook and everywhere else. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're they're trying to make a kind of like do with what the whole really is to make it future, um, where it kind of got a little behind on that, but now they're starting to push it forward into the future and make it more futuristic. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of always had a feeling when I was at Epcot. It was very disjointed. You know, there's two different theme parks in one. They had that World Showcase, which was very much, you know, kind of that World's Fair feeling where you enjoyed the cultures of everyone else. But then Future World was just, it was almost like a completely different feeling. You know, it was like, it was like you were going to two different disjointed amusement parks instead of one cohesive. It didn't feel really super Disney, you know, where everything was like themed. Yeah, and it kind of when you were there as well. Like it for the most part, um, the younger kids and the parents with younger kids would just stay in that general first area facility of the Future World. They wouldn't even really get to go to World Showcase, mainly because there wasn't yeah. anything big there. I mean, Frozen was added, but for the most part, other than that, there wasn't really anything big over the last few years that would get parents to bring the young kids out into World Showcase. Yeah, I know the Maelstrom ride that Frozen took over was was, a, was huge among fans, but yeah, you're right. Like a lot of the little kids, they they weren't going to Norway to see that. Just like the Three Caballeros in Mexico. I mean, that's a, it's a huge favorite of mine, but I mean, it's kind of just, uh, at this point, a, a glorified travel ad for Mexico. Don't get me wrong, I love that ride and I always have to go on it. But you're right, the, a, lot of the, a lot of the Disney ip the, the intellectual property and all of the, the big name franchises were kind of getting pushed out it looks like now though they're kind of unifying epcot into neighborhoods they're keeping that world uh prefix that you have in the world showcase and just kind of expanding it into world showcase of course that's around that world showcase lagoon where the night show is but then they're also changing future world in from like the land pavilion and everything in the space they're going with world discovery, world celebration, and world nature. Yeah, and when you look at it, they're kind of making it, instead of just one big area in the front and one big area in the back, they're separating the big area in the front long ways. So when you walk in, you can. it's kind of like when you think of uh, Magic Kingdom, when you walk in, you can kind of see Tomorrowland off to the side. You can kind of see, uh, what is it, Frontierland off to the other side. Once you get in by the castle. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, you have that walk in right when you're by the ball, you'll be able to see to the left world discovery to the right world nature. 
Yeah, I mean, the land pavilion was always there off to the right, but you kind of had to go through that little archway, and I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to keep that archway. It looks like they're kind of going to take that little area out. I'm not entirely sure, but it, it looks like they're trying to open the whole area up. So you're right, you do have that central hub, and that central hub area is actually what's going to be called World Celebration. That's where the uh, the Spaceship Earth ride is. That's that big, giant geodesic dome we all know and love. That is Epcot's theme, like their, their giant landmark. Um, so that is actually going to be called World Celebration. It's kind of going to be like the new central hub of Epcot. Along with that, they're actually going to re-change re a little bit Spaceship Earth it has gone through a few renovations in the past. And I mean, we all, we all get a little cringy every time they change spaceship earth. It's usually gone with a hand change of like the, the sponsorship right now, I believe it was Siemens up until recently. And every time they do renovate it, you get a little, you know, I, I know I do. You get a little kind of clutch your pearls a little bit. You're not sure what's going to happen if they're going to change that. Cause it's such a beloved ride. It looks like it's going to still keep that, voyage through time and like the whole history thing going on but of course we're going to get a new musical score new narration and just kind of focus on ideas that define us as people yeah it's kind of, kind of the same fan base i guess towards spaceship earth as the um i forget the name of the attraction the one with the great big beautiful tomorrow song and in, in magic kingdom has the same type of thing where people don't oh, want that change a carousel of that's a carousel of progress people don't like that change either no, 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 no. You can't mess with Carousel of Progress. I know that yeah, we're going to follow, instead of the uh, the, t the narration, it's going to actually follow what's a, called a story light. I'm not sure what entirely that's going to be, but it's going to be a story light that'll kind of bring it to life and just kind of change the scene energy and tie the whole journey together. That'll be your kind of guide through Spaceship Earth. Um, I'm sure you'll still be on the, the Omnimover track and you're in the cool little cars. But I'm I'm kind of curious to see what the story light is and what that's going to do. Yeah, I would assume spaceship. Keep, I assume they would keep that because if they change anything too drastic, it's not going to be. No, it won't be spaceship Earth at that point. So it looks like in that area they're going to also build a new pavilion, like an actual building that's kind of going to have three stories and basically be the expo center and the main area for all of their, their festivals. So the bottom level is going to have um, all of your events, like your food and wine festival main. Of course, it's going to, I'm sure, spread out amongst the park, just into the world showcase like it always has. But it's going to have like live events and stuff there as well, mm -hmm. along with your festival, your arts, and the, the flower and gardens going on there. Plus now, it's I'm super excited because normally to see the, the night show, you'd have to you kind of have to be at World Showcase in order to see what's going on in the lagoon. So they're promising that this this three-level building they're putting in there, you're actually going to be able to see that night show from the uh, World Celebration right near Spaceship Earth. So it'll give guests a little bit more opportunity to, from wherever they are, if they're happening to catch a, you know, like a last-minute ride on Mission um, mission space or they just got off of soaring or something they can quick run over to world celebration to catch the night show instead of having to run all the way down to the showcase lagoon yeah and i, I did see that they were putting in that new uh well eventually the a new new uh night show because they, they have that temporary one going on yeah yeah um right now it's um over in 
I mean, the, the World Showcase Lagoon, it's uh, Epcot Forever. Yeah. They're changing that up a bit. That's that's just there so they can get the new stuff going on when they, they had to take down celebrations. Um, so it looks like also in that new pavilion, there it's already kind of underway. And you, If you've been there, you can see that instead of those giant large monoliths that you kind of walked in, it was very, very cold. I mean, it was cool. A lot of people had their names on those, those giant brick stone monoliths but now it's going to be a lot more green there's it's already kind of going that way already there's a lot of green spaces there's there's foliage and there's going to be a new reimagined fountain so when you when you're welcomed into epcot it's not going to be so so sterile and cold i kind of always got that feeling it was always really cool to see those giant those giant monoliths but it was not because it wasn't as beautiful as you'd, you'd expect from from epcot yeah, it's especially with all the other things in Disney that has a lot more foliage and everything, like Animal Kingdom, for example. Um, yeah, and especially with with Epcot, you know, they have that Flower and Garden Festival yeah. over here, and like, yeah, you'd have to get all the way out to out to the, the showcase in order to even see it. I mean, there was there was these big topiaries even there in uh, Future World, but it didn't really extend too far. There was always a giant topiary, of course, right there. And the, as soon as you walk through the entrance gate, yeah, there was, there was really pretty cool. A bunch of them. It always feel, yeah, it felt like they were missing some extra space. Yeah. You had a bunch when you were first walking in, but nothing to really like write home about. Yeah. There was no, there was no like, Ooh, and awe factor. Like when you walked into, like when you walk in the magic kingdom, you're standing on main street that just, it just hits you, but there was no like off actor at Epcot. Uh, at least I don't think so. Of course you had spaceship earth yeah. right there, but it just was kind of lackluster because there was nothing really, it was just these giant stones as far as I, <laughs> maybe I'm in the minority, but I, mean, I always thought they could do something. The last time that I know that there was this big ooh-ah moment is when they did the, the year 2000 where they had the big Mickey Fantasia hat over top of the ball. Yeah, it was. I think it was. A, it wasn't a hat, was it? it was it was a uh, it was a. Oh gosh, I think it was. It was his hand. hand his hand. His hand holding a wand, wasn't it? Yeah, I think there was a hand holding a wand. I think the hat was on it too, with the ears. Maybe I'm not entirely sure. It's been a while since 2000. Yeah. That's kind of like going back and talking about the 1995 um, birthday cake over at Magic Kingdom, where they completely turned the the castle. We don't we don't talk about that. That was. <laughs> widely um frowned upon by by the vast majority all right so jumping back over to epcot um we're just going to touch on the world showcase a little bit it will largely stay the same with these new renovations of course like you you kind of hit on a little earlier they're going to be adding a little bit more disney magic to it uh starting with of course to the uk pavilion uh we're finally getting a mary poppins attraction yeah i was reading it's the first attraction to feature mary poppins in disney history um yeah at any of the theme parks that's that's pretty i mean you could always see mary poppins yeah okay but there was i think it's overdue i don't know about you well mary poppins paid her dues yeah she i mean <laughs> with uh, mary poppins returns and guardians of the galaxy mentioning her so it's true yes <laughs> she's uh she, she she needs her own little attraction, and then moving on to France, um, there is like we're finally getting Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in America. They've had it at at um the 
Disney Paris for a while now, but um, I'm excited that we can finally get that going on at the France Pavilion. It's I think it's coming out this coming summer in 2020. They're finally going to finish that. They've been working on that one for a little while. Even we've been able to see the the scaffolding behind the France Pavilion. Yeah, yep they're they're doing the the Ratatouille uh, Remy's Ratatouille adventure, and it looks like that that new restaurant. Don't ask me to pronounce it. Um, oh, the La Creperie de Paris that's going on. Yeah, that one's going to feature both a quick service and table service, which is it's going to be something to see. I mean, typically at Epcot, you have to choose your restaurant if you want to eat a sit-down meal or you want to get grab a quick bite to go to, at a quick service. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to do with with you kind of choose your option there. It might have like a window situation, kind of like over in Italy with the pizza. So. And stay tuned for that one. Um, I think they're, you know, they're changing the, the, the video too. There's, I'm still, they're keeping Impressions de France. But it looks like they're adding the Beauty and the Beast sing along. Yeah. And that one should be up any any minute now. It is set to be released this January. Yeah. You, who knows? It might even be released uh, this coming week. You don't know. But yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard. Sing-along, I haven't heard. Though. I don't know. It doesn't really. Everything I'm looking at, it, uh, kind of like researching on it, doesn't really give you a whole lot of information about what it entails. Like if if there's the characters singing along with you, or if it's just kind of like a karaoke setup. But yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, a lot of these videos are kind of like like the ones at the the tourism videos. Each one of the pavilions, um, like with China and Canada and France, they've always just been kind of a sit down i mean like a watch type of situation so i'm not sure if the sing-along is just going to have like a video that you all like has like that follow the bouncing ball situation mm-hmm. or if there's going to be characters so i'm excited to see what they bring into it so actually speaking of canada they're uh if they're changing they i guess it's this this uh month as well they're, they're killing my favorite uh my favorite tourism video in epcot the oh canada uh, <laughs> With, with Martin Short, that was that was always the cheesiest and most wonderful video. Just getting out of the heat and getting in the air conditioning and get that circle vision, lovely. Just it was just a run of just cheesy Canadian jokes after cheesy Canadian jokes. And it, but it's changing to a video called Canada to Canada Far and Wide. So that one's set to release this January as well. So we'll see what Canada has in store for us. Well, it, apart it, it from it's in Circle Vision 360, so you should still be able to get out of the heat. And... Yeah, you're still going to have that cool 360-degree um, uh, theater environment, but I'm not going to lie. I'm going to miss Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> it's long overdue. I don't think anybody – well, kids, kids know who Martin yeah, is anymore. I'm not sure many people are like me that are crying, oh, Canada leaving, but there's got to be a few of us out there that really, really held on to that one. Um, China is also updating um, their show. They're updating, they're adding Wondrous China, which is also a 360 degree show. So, um, again, I haven't seen much about what that's going to be. Well, I still have to experience it to see for myself. But um, I don't think they're going to really tell us too much about what these videos are going to be. It's not like they're going to release a, a video for us to watch online or anything. So, I think you just kind of have to see it in person. Yeah, the, which brings us to what you were you were, yeah you kind of hit on earlier, uh, Epcot Forever, which is the temporary night show. It's actually going to be making way um, during this whole new renovation for the the feature show that they're working on called Harmonious, 
with a capital us um that one should be pretty cool what do you what do you think about that's coming up um all i see here is it, it is in 2020 it doesn't give you an exact date or around when um but i believe when i was looking at it, it says that it's the largest kind of like night show that they have yeah, their nighttime spectaculars aren't that. They're pretty spectacular. But yeah, they're touting this one as being like the biggest ever at a Disney park. So that's going to be so. That's, I know everyone's lamenting the loss of Illuminations Reflections of Earth. It was great. It was a fantastic show. I mean, everyone, you know, that I've spoken to really, they were going to chain themselves to the park to, to stop them from <laughs> finally ending it. I'm, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what this is. I mean, they're kind of, it looks like they're pulling out the stops. I mean, if they're going to replace Illuminations with something, it's going to have to be something pretty extraordinary. So um, did you happen to see any uh, any of the, the theming of this one? I know it's called Harmonious, so it looks like it's going to have a lot of music involved in it. I didn't really see a whole lot of information on it other than uh, I, I did see what I, I was just looking at it while you were speaking. It, it is saying it's the largest nighttime spectacular, which my all-time favorite was always fantastic. Um, and thinking that, to me, that was like really huge, thinking that this is going to be bigger. That's insane to me. But um, it does say that there's going to be some floats, uh, floating um, set pieces, LED panels, moving fountains and lights, kind of like how they did with illuminations before oh like rivers of, yeah like rivers of light too they have those you have those fountains that they kind of um choreograph with the music and I, I wonder if they're going to be i wonder if they're going to be displaying pictures on the light like they do at rivers of light and animal kingdom because that's pretty cool how they have like a curtain of water that they they show video on yeah fantastic does that too yeah they have that giant like waterfall right in the front that they'll they'll show actually i think um they're finally at epcot forever they're going to be putting some disney songs in too they're going to be like okay. it's going to be just music from around the world but kind of reimagine disney songs from artists of that type of um culture i would believe so you know kind of I'd, I'd like to see some of those cool old disney songs that we know and love just kind of reinterpreted from an artist not in america and see how they kind of put their individual cultures spin on a beloved disney song but uh, w with the World Showcase and, and how Epcot is, with um, how many movies that they have, it's very easy for them to take so – like Mulan. It's easy for them to take a song from Mulan and have somebody from uh, China write, rewrite or rearrange one of the songs. You got Norway. You got Frozen. You got Mary Poppins from the United States. Yep. You got uh, Beauty and the Beast and Ratatouille from France. So you got like a lot of different – things you can choose from and, and pull from yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm kind of excited to see what they'll do i mean they've always had music as part of disney it's always been a huge part but the fact that they have the entire seems like the entire nighttime spectacular is going to focus on music and how that brings the world together that's that's going to be something to behold um jumping back over to i guess what we now call future world we got two more neighborhoods what they're calling them to go over um off to the right when you enter it's the land pavilion now they're going to call that world nature so they're kind of keeping that whole like land thing going on and living in the land and stuff um so they're going to it looks like they're going to dedicate that to like hold the beauty awe, balance of nature um so it's still going to have the seas with nemo and friends and um coral reef restaurant over there 
and that, that big aquarium and they're going to keep the land pavilion. That's where um, you have living with the land attraction uh, and Soren, but um, looks like they're going to put some new stuff over there as well. So more or less um, along the, the nature theme. Yeah. One of the things I'm really excited about when I started uh, researching into is that the journey of water from Alana. Um, yeah. It, says that it didn't take long for Alana to get her kind her of spot going kind of like having a mind of its own. Uh, so just like it did in the movie. So that's, that's really interesting to me is to see how they're going to incorporate the water movements and stuff like that. Yeah. If, if anyone can give life to water, it's those Disney Imagineers, but I'm not entirely sure how they're going to do it either. It's going to be, I mean, I'm sure they're going to be some little tricks and things up their sleeve with, with um, manipulating but I'm sure knowing them, they're going to have some actual water that's going to be uh, moving and grooving on its own. So it's not just all going to be CGI and um, just on screen. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that, too. Uh, it'll also be educational, I'm sure, because it's going to be a walkthrough attraction. So it'll help educate uh, the guests young and old about the whole water table, water cycle situation. So they're kind of keeping that whole educational part of Future World and Epcot going on. So it's all thrill and and stuff like you would most people want from amusement parks are keeping the educational period that you've always had at Epcot going strong. Um, in that same kind of vein, it looks like they're putting in a new film, Awesome Planet, that's coming out this month as well. That'll also kind of give you the dyna- dam- dynamic story of Earth um, with you know, the whole diversity, beauty, everything along with nature. And um, I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure that's going up where the, uh, the old Lion King movie was. I'm not entirely sure. But that one, um, I gotta love it. That was a, ooh, <laughs> that was a cringy, cringy film. I'm sure it was. It was wonderful when it first came out. But last time I was there, it wasn't too long ago. I actually sat down and and hung out at the uh, that Lion King. I can't even remember what that film was called. With, um, but it was mostly a PSA about pollution and everything. Timon and Pumbaa and Simba, and oh, that was that was extremely dated. Yeah, the, 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 it looks like they're also keeping. It, it is fairly new, but they're also keeping the the land and seas with Nemo and friends. So the the turtle talk with Crush and all that other stuff looks like it's in there. I do love turtle talk with Crush. I mean, I don't I don't know how they do it. They like he legitimately talks to the guests, and I, I'm just sure there's someone out in the back there. There's some Disney magic, but like he yeah. will. Uh, his lips move along with you and he, he actually will, it's not, they're not just canned responses. You'll actually have a, a legit things and conversations to say with the guests. That's, yeah, I know it's for kids, but like, it's, it's insane. Yeah. I, I know it's, it's a kid attraction very much, but I, I still like it. it. Even as an adult sitting there and watching crush, just talk to you. And there's, there's a few little, there's a few little adult jokes that are floating around in there as well. So that one's, I'm glad they're keeping that. Um, jumping over the other side of the park, of course, last but certainly definitely not least is World Discovery. That's where you'll find Mission Space and Test Track. That one is still going to have that science technology intergalactic theme to it. Um, and that one's also getting a new pavilion, kind of like they're adding that three-story building right into World um, the one in the middle, well, World Celebration, I believe it was called. That's going to have its own pavilion. It's kind of be, going to be their first in, as I guess, in florida the first actual marvel building that they're they're bringing in i know they've themed 
Tower of Terror over in Disneyland, but not over here. So it's it's going to be something to see. It's going to be like a Guardians of the Galaxy pavilion. I think it's uh, Cosmic Rewind is what they're going to be calling that. And it's actually going to, I think it'll be attraction as well as, you know, its own building and world discovery over there. Yeah, it it does. I, I did take a look at that as well. And um, within reading into that uh, Cosmic Rewind, it does state that it's going to feature a storytelling coaster that rotates 360 degrees. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the first see if that's going to be launched. Really it kind of seems like it might be a roller coaster, I guess. I mean, it's it's hard to say because um, technically, you know, a lot of things are coasters. As I, I'm sure that just fits a giant, um, just large theme of rides. Um, I'm not sure how fast it'll be. Like, um, is it going to be something along the lines of the the main adventures of Winnie the Pooh over in Magic Kingdom, where that's technically a coaster that spins 360, but doesn't really get to high rate of speeds? But I'm I'm not sure. With Guardians of the Galaxy, I think they might step it up and give it a little bit more of an adrenaline factor especially being in world discovery there's two really adrenaline pumping rides over there already so to add a third kind of just it seems like that's where you want to go for your your um to get your thrills out you know like over towards um the land pavilion you kind of have the slower rides you got you got you know like you said crush with uh turtle talk with crush you got Sees Nemo and friends living with the land and Sora, and those are all kind of the they're more awe inspiring and slow rides. But over in what's now going to be World Discovery, you do have Mission Space and Test Track, which already get your adrenaline pumping. And speaking of Mission Space, do you see that they're adding that um, uh, Space 2020 restaurant? Yes, that looks super cool. Like, I mean, they are they are going to theme that whole bad boy out from even entering the restaurant it's not just a restaurant like you're going to be entering pretty much a space station and entering an elevator that it's going to look like you're going all the way 220 miles up to this restaurant so i i can't wait that looks super cool yeah there, there's pictures and everything online of what to expect it's not obviously a full picture it's kind of a, a artist rendition but you're you can look out the the drawings of the windows and there's astronauts floating outside you could see earth from the space station windows so it just looks like it's going to be really 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 cool yeah yeah i i'm sure the reservations of that place are going to book right up but you, you bet i'm going to be uh i'm going to be in line trying to get into there um it looks yeah it's going to be pardon the pun out of this world uh, <laughs> um it, it does say it's opening in winter so uh quarter four of 2020 all right so yeah they're, they're not it's not gonna be long until i'm not sure if they already are but it's not gonna be long until they start taking some reservations for that uh, if it's for they uh especially for for guests that that travel with a walt disney world package you know you get those you can get some um you gotta book your your travel uh, not your travel your your advanced dining reservations so they're probably going to want to open the adrs up for all of those guests before you know before they even announce the opening just so that way they can they can make sure they have their dining reservations in and ready and set so they don't have to worry come time for their their vacation yeah um that one i'm definitely looking forward to 
Yeah. Did you see that that last uh, that bit? There's going to be a new pavilion opening up. Um, also, it's, it looks like it's also going to be in that world discovery section. It's the play. Yeah, I was, I was looking at um, that, that too. One, There's a water balloon fight with Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby. That's hard to say. Huey, Dewey, Louie, and yeah. Webby. Yeah, it's <laughs> you kind of you just have to embrace the silliness of their names. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're also like, you're going to be a little bit of a Edna mode. So you're going to see some more Incredibles. I know they've had some Incredibles entering the parks for, for dance parties and things and uh, a few meet and greets, but uh, it looks like they're actually bringing in Incredibles, not so much attraction, but maybe, but just in a, something to do, I guess, um, with, with Edna mode, she's going to you know, help her rid the world of uninspired style, darling. You know, that's going to be... So, no mm-hmm. capes. No, yeah, you don't. Do not. <laughs> don't even. Think about, don't even think about capes. They are. They are so, so last century. Um, yeah, you gotta stay away from those turbines. Uh, <laughs> I think that that might be it. Actually, I know I, I did completely forget to bring up while we were talking World Showcase. Um, they, I just saw. They had some pictures up at the America Pavilion. Um, they are finally working on the Regal Eagle Smokehouse craft drafts and barbecue restaurant. So that that's going to be some fun. Um, it's bringing some Muppets back into back into Walt Disney World. They kind of were getting a little overshadowed, so it's good to see them coming back. So that one is they're working on it now. I saw they had those the, the typical Walt Disney World barricades up around the. Um, around the site of the the Regal Eagle Smokehouse, but it looks like it's going to be be pretty delicious. Um, just it's going to be your your average fast casual restaurant, and they're going to be opening up just your your barbecue fair. You know, go go in there, grab some draft beer, some nice barbecue. Um, kind of get out of the on the complete other end of World Showcase Lagoon. So a nice a nice pit stop halfway around the World Showcase. It's always usually where I take a break too when I'm going around and grab a Sam Adams or something and just kind of take a load off. It's a lot of walking right out in the sun. So it'd be good to have some delicious barbecue to kind of take the edge off. Yeah. And it is nice to see them kind of embracing Muppets a little bit. Um, Cause they've kind of gotten the, um, the push aside with, with, with star Wars and Marvel and everything else coming. So it's nice to see them actually trying to incorporate yeah. something uh, other than just Muppet Vision 3D. Yeah, they've always had the Muppets, you know, the Muppets come out and do their little Ameri- tribute to all nations, but mostly America <laughs> in Magic Kingdom there. In, um, But yeah, it it's always been kind of on the back burner, the whole, the whole Muppet thing. I know there is, there is some issues when they first acquired the, the Muppet brand from Henson, and it's good to see them actually bringing bringing that into the forefront at least to do something and of course you know who else to symbolize the america pavilion than regal eagle i mean not regal eagle sam eagle at the regal eagle smokehouse you know he is kind of the most patriotic of all of the muppets more patriotic than most of us so (laughs) he is um i guess the the muppet version of um What's his name? Sam. Uncle Sam. That was it. Yeah. Well, he is Sam Eagle. So, you know, (laughs) 
He's he's all of our Muppet Uncle. Kind of it'll cook off the little um thing that they have. It kind of looks like Uncle Sam. <laughs> yes, his the little the logo and everything. It uh, <laughs> a little, like, um, he has a little he's got a like a pamphlet kind of looking thing that's um on the news article about it where it says Sam's Continental Cook Off. And at the very top of the left of that picture, there he has like a top hat and he looks like the I choose you. He does, yeah. I'm just looking at that now, and <laughs> it's it's a little uncanny. Um, I'm not sure, not sure who I like more. I think I don't know. I think Sam Eagle's pulling it off. I think that Continental Cook Off also kind of plays on his his salute to all, but mostly gag. You know, he's got that salute to all cook offs, but mostly barbecue. So. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, um, yeah, that about does it for the, uh, the Epcot changes. It sure was a lot. Um, yeah. It sounds like Disney can't wait to, to share a whole new world. <laughs> Pardon the, the Laden pun with everyone for their 50th anniversary. They're really pulling out of the red carpet for the magic carpet. It's right. They're pulling out the. Uh, she's. He's not very red though. Like, I mean, is carpet boy or girl? Um, I would assume it's not boy. Yeah, I was. I was kind of giving both a boy pronoun as well. So, with so much to look forward to with Walt Disney's um, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary coming up, it's hard not to look back, you know, and think of some of those attractions that we we all had as as children that we loved so much that are no longer there, like Mickey's Toontown Fair. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, you know, The Scary Adventures of Snow White, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of great attractions that have come as a lot of bad attractions that have come and gone. And um, I guess, you know, we take this time to kind of pay tribute to some that we just we wish we could still see, you know. Um, but what, what would be if you, if you could... that is kind of sad, yeah. that great movie ride. Yeah, that's actually going to be my pick for today. I was going to actually mention that. <laughs> that one is it's very controversial, you know, because it, it's it's had a history. You know, I'll go into that in just a minute. But did you, if you had to pick one ride or even a track, it doesn't have to be a ride, that you just really wish would come back in some way or form. What well, would it would be the one that was replaced by one that's a not so popular attraction, which is now the Stitch's Great Escape. Uh, mine would be the extraterrestrial alien encounter. Stitch's Great Escape is actually closed now, so yeah, it's completely gone. The extraterrestrial alien encounter. Yeah, it's it's a thing of the past completely. I enjoyed that as well. What was what was your favorite? What did you say was your favorite part of that extraterrestrial alien encounter? Well, honestly, the the best part of it is is like you the first time when we went with mom and dad we didn't know what to expect and you're thinking disney you go into this thing and it's terrifying for we were, i was 10 but it was so awesome and, and looking back on it now and reading everything about it and not because it, it's been so long since we've been on it lucasfilm george lucas helped create this thing yeah which is yeah, yeah, before Star Wars was acquired, so it's just insane that they had this kind of camaraderie even before that. They and I didn't even realize Tim Curry was the voice of the robot. Yeah, I was about, I was about to mention my favorite little 
uh, tidbit and little factoid about the extraterrestrial alien encounter was the fact that Tim Curry was the voice you were listening to that entire queue. So like <laughs> you're you're standing there in that front queue of the ride and it's just unset. He has such an unsettling voice already. And you're, that's what you had to deal with. Like you had, he was, he had his creep factor up to 11 as you were listening to him and it's waiting even, to get into that ride. And it's not even the fact that you have to listen to it like 20 times by the time you get to the front of the line. And each time it's just <laughs> as nerve rattling because what he's doing is he's putting this alien into a, uh, this cute little alien into this Mr. Pot, yeah, he and then he turns evil. And you're like, oh god, what are we doing? Like, if this happens here, what's gonna happen in there? Uh, didn't one of them in the queue get like cooked to a crisp too while you were standing there? You this like this cute little stuffed animal looking thing goes into a tube and it comes out well, like a, a brown crisp. No, 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 he didn't come out brown. That was the one I was talking about. He was like this cute little thing, and he came out like I, I guess it was a little singed, but he was like snarling got teeth <laughs> and like <laughs> Oh my god! And then you're sitting in the chair, and everything starts. You're like, "Oh, this is cool. There's this big alien in this big glass tube right in front of you." And then everything just takes a turn for the worse, and thing breaks out. And it's like it was a 4D ride, too. 4D. So you felt it's like the Bugs Life ride on steroids. No, it's yeah. I was gonna say, don't even. I was gonna say, don't even draw a conclusion in a a parallel. No, it's like that on steroids. Effect where they have like the bugs crawling across your feet and the breath on your neck. It's the same thing, but it's terrifying. You're like in your own horror movie. I think beetles, beetles under your chair, and some drops in the ceiling from from venom are a little di- different than pitch black alien breath on your. <laughs> you thought you were gonna die. And then, spoiler: <laughs> when it ends, it blows up, and you get sprayed. All over. I don't want to talk about it. I forgot it exploded. It exploded. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even believe close. it. Like, I'm just I'm I'm looking I'm thinking back. <laughs> I mean I, I loved the the attraction as well, and I'm thinking back <laughs> it exploded. <laughs> it was it was horrible. It was horrible. It was, it was one because you're in it was Magic Kingdom. You're in Magic <laughs> I think Kingdom. And you're surrounded by Disney magic. I mean, you probably just you probably just hugged Mickey Mouse, and you're like, it's the most magical day of my life. <laughs> and then this giant alien creature escapes from a pod in front of you. <laughs> It's a it's definite game changer. Yeah, um, I mean, it was there for quite a while, um, like nine years. So, yeah. and it's it does have a huge beloved fan base, like like us. I'm sure. Yeah, it's one of those rides attractions rather that people just loved, or I'm sure there were parents who would traumatize children out there who didn't really well, love it. But if anybody at Disney is listening, Tim Curry's still alive. So, yeah. we get him back he's now closed so i think it's time to revisit this attraction yeah the 50th anniversary guys you have the stuff it's all right yeah, there it's just, just put that everything for stitch is great escape and just made it kid friendly that's true all right so back to um <laughs> you alluded to the the great movie round. yes that 
that was that's my choice. I was going to bring up the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management. That's that's, that, that's your that's other my favorite, second favorite. Right? Not not because of the actual Tiki Room itself. It's because I and you go on it. It's still there. Well, you go on it now, and it's not the same because they, for a while, had Iago and Zazu there, and that was the part that was the best because it was two beloved characters in that attraction. You got, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There was, I mean, we're not going to touch on it too, too much. There, that was one of the biggest, I think, as far as ride enhancements or attraction enhancements. The Enchanted Tiki Room was always kind of what it is today. Mine is they actually, after they switched back to what it is now, they did cut out the last song. So it's a little shorter than it originally was, but it switched from the Enchanted Tiki Room to the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management with Zazu and Iago. I got to say, like, as a kid, I have I have fond memories of it, but mm. and it was the it, first attraction that they had two movie franchises in the same attraction. Yeah, it didn't get a very good uh, reception though, and, and I know why. I mean, I get it. I mean, it was it was a little little crass. I mean, with Iago kind of ripped the old show to shreds, and kind of I mean, it was very it kind of spat in the face a little bit at the original Enchanted Tiki Room with just kind of how abrasive just Gilbert Gottfried as Iago is. I can see how purists and lovers of the original Enchanted Tiki Room didn't quite, didn't quite jive with them because I mean, even I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's like, it's probably my top three attractions at the, the magic kingdom right now is the Enchanted Tiki Room. And it is a very serene and kind of welcoming and kind of just very calm attraction and if you went into that expecting that what you've always had was just a very calm and cool and relaxing environment and suddenly iago comes down screaming <laughs> to stop the music and calling the birds outdated i can and i mean some of the he made some pretty not so nice jokes and it was i'm sure for for old fans of the enchanted tiki room like it cut out 90 percent of the original attraction like the tiki 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 room yeah. song was the very first, it was like the very first song they sang and he he interrupted that one right off the bat and they didn't do any of the other tiki room songs well, that's the thing, like, so i can see how- when we were kids that's what we knew because when, when we went there that's yeah. it that was what was there the under new management so when i went back i'm like what is this and then i realized that this was yeah. the, i thought they just got rid of them i'm like oh i looked it up and i'm like oh no this was the original and then it changed to under new management and i'm like oh man i loved the other one because i'm like this is what i remember and i'm like i told my wife and my kids i'm like oh we gotta go see the thing with zazu and iago and i get there and they're like where was he i'm like i don't know yeah yeah i mean the only i guess the only reason they did really switch it back was there was a fire in the attic that kind of toasted iago which is i guess that's kind of funny you know he spent the entire (laughs) he spent the entire fraction kind of spitting in the face of the gods and then a fire comes about and like the only animatronic that really gets super destroyed is Iago. So, I mean, <laughs> that's karma right there, as far as you can say for an animatronic, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if I had to, if I had to choose between the Enchanted Tiki room right now and with the under new management, I'm, I couldn't, I couldn't let go of it right now. It's just, it's just so much fun. It, it's like I don't know. I just I like the music and I like, I like the birds, and I don't I I don't think I could go back to that that in between. I don't know. I 
that I'm I'm the opposite end. I'd rather have the Iago and Zazu. <laughs> You're like, give me give me that parrot, let him scream at me all day. Yeah, they wouldn't be able uh, to so back to that great, back to the great movie ride. That that one is also kind of a either you loved it or you absolutely hated it. It has I'm granted when they finally did just get rid of it for for the runaway railway, it it wasn't its best show. They definitely had cut it and changed it and definitely cut it down to an abbreviated version, especially after Turner Classic Movies stepped in. But I, I, I don't know. Anything kind of like it's, it was kind of my Hollywood Studios version of the people mover. You know, it was the quiet, nice ride and the air conditioning. You could just, I guess people mover's not in the air conditioning the entire time, but it's just that quiet ride. You just take a seat to take, you know, to rest the puppies after walking around the park. And I liked going through, it was, it was not very Disney because it was very much MGM when they first came in, but it just, some of those, those old movies when you, you went in and, when they had the uh, the actors going jumping off the car and stuff and joining the show and I don't know it was it was a fun relaxing little escape from the hustle and bustle of the parks because they are they are a bit of a run so. yeah it seems that the well with the exception of Enchanted Tiki Room under new management the two that we picked were the ones that were kind of like oh we're in Disney World let's go on this thing that has nothing to do with Disney. Yeah, I guess you're right. With extraterrestrial alien encounter in Great Movie Ride, they're like they were the two non-Disneyest of the Disney rides and attractions. Um, yeah, I, I guess technically Enchanted Tiki Room isn't Disney per se, but at the time, massive air quotes. Because it was it is a Disney World. Don't get me wrong; it is a hundred percent Disney World. Those birds are not going anywhere, and I don't think they ever should. But yeah, I think you're right. The the two that we chose, believe it or not, strangely enough, are the for each of their each of their parks, respectively, um, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. They were the they were the non Disney alternative. I mean, your yours was on. Yeah, yours was a, was a heart pumping, scare you right out of your pants, and mine was a kick back, relax, and enjoy this wonderful tram ride through old Hollywood. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, they, I guess they're... I don't know. I I wish they could have brought Mickey's Runaway Railway to Hollywood Studios without getting rid of the Great Movie Ride, but at the same time, I kind of wish if they had kept Great Movie Ride, they would have brought it back to its original western yeah. instead of, you know, the cut-down version we had. Like, put... Dip, like, because it... It was really, really like at the time when they did it, it wasn't that old of movies. And then over time, it just got really, really old. So they could keep some of like if they revamped and had some of those older ones, but then they could add in like Star Wars or like the first Star Wars episode four um, and add in some of like the 80s or 90s movies in there as well. Kind of like work its way up. Well, I mean, you know, they had Alien and stuff mm-hmm. in there as well. So that like, was... They could have put a couple of Disney, too. like Indiana Jones is now owned by Disney. They could have put that in there, even though they have that attraction elsewhere. But they could have put something like that or... Um, yeah, I could I could see how they could... They could have kept it going with time. I don't know. I'm not sure which of the, the different themed elements I would have liked to see them lose, though. You know? Um 
like I couldn't the you know the the wild west area and the gangster area they was like those were the most involved the actors got with the show towards the end there and so i mean i'd hate to see those i would have i mean i guess they are gone now but i would have hated to see those go um if they kept the the ride around and just just in, what would they have put like that would have been just as intriguing I mean, just to watch your yeah, funny like the thing to watch think the, of, ride operators. the thing that they already have like that i would have thought of they already kind of have with the pirates of the caribbean ride i was thinking oh a pirate theme but they they already have that yeah, I mean, that was always my favorite. Like during the the gangster shootout when your when your ride operator jumped off the ride and like the gangster jumped on and started taking you on the rest of the, like that was <laughs> to me that was hilarious. I don't know, maybe I'm a, a swear. Yeah, it was it was entertaining. Like obviously, if you've gone on it, you you know what's gonna happen. But <laughs> um, they, they never yeah, updated I mean, enough on it. Like, oh, this is. Out different it was just like oh he's gonna jump on and take you knew but i mean it's way to be a party pooper john it was entertaining it's just really corny a lot of a lot of stuff that they they keep that's old ends up being that way listen i like the corny okay i liked oh canada at epcot (laughs) and i like the great movie ride okay the the cornier the better and you like the lion king oh yeah psa and figment dude Dude, don't don't even bash Figment, man. You're gonna have an entire they- an entire battalion. You're gonna have a battalion of Disney fans coming knocking down your door wearing wearing dragon hats. That that Figment is he's a he's an inspiration to us all, John. Don't even get me started. Are, are they keeping Figment? I'm a little. I was about to ask, I was about to say that I don't. I haven't heard really what's going on. There was rumors going around that he was getting a 4D theater situation, kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, I would imagine. And But I'm not sure what's going on with uh, Journey to Imagination with Figment. That one also is a ride that I kind of wish they would bring back to its original luster. Um, it's a very abbreviated now. Uh, I do hope they keep it, but I'm a little worried because of world nature going on that end of the park. I don't think Journey to Imagination with Figment is very nature so i i don't know i'm not sure what's happened to him but as far as i don't think he's ever gonna leave epcot he's a he's a pretty big figurehead he's iconic to that park so as far as epcot's i mean not epcot but figment's future at epcot i know he's gonna be there in some capacity i can i would i'd bet money but i'm not sure how long that journey into imagination figment ride is going to happen there. You know, it's kind of, I don't know. It's been chopped up quite a bit. It's not really as beloved as its predecessor, just journey to imagination where they, I don't know. It was, I'm not entirely, I can't even speculate what's going to happen with figment, but I don't think he's going anywhere as far as his, presence in the park you know what i'm saying yeah and the funny thing is like the last time we went with the kids that was the first time i remember figment like i i don't even know if we went on it when we were kids um but i never went on it when we were were there i never went on it when we were there with bands so i don't i didn't even remember that attraction and then when we went there i'm like what is this and so i don't even remember the original attraction for it but with the way that it was I really think they should move it out of where world nature is going to be. And if anything, 
put something in World Discovery. World Discovery, or yeah, I mean, I guess World Celebration wouldn't be the right, the greatest spot for him either. But I mean, that's like, would make sense because they're kind of celebrating the old. Uh, if they kept the old show, they could kind of put it somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they can move that entire attraction because it's very well, much I mean, embedded in the pavilion. You I kind of redo it to have the old I'm, show, like the old viewing thing. I guess I don't know, but uh, any I honestly think World Discovery would make more sense to kind of like redo the whole thing and have it like imagination for like today's kids. Um, I could I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. It's World Discovery is kind of. It looks like it's going to be very spacey though. So I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm kind of torn. Where if I if I was if I was a Disney Imagineer and I was tasked with moving Figment to a different part of the park, I don't know where I'd put him, but I would definitely not get rid of him. You know. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So um, you got anything else? Uh, not that I can think of. I think we pretty much hit everything about Epcot that I can think of. Yeah, I guess that that about does it for today's episode. Then, um, so you know, Disney Do Do Podcast is by Brad and John Michael. If you have your own thoughts on Epcot's transformation, we'd love to hear it. Or if you'd have your own retired attraction near and dear to your heart, um, of course, we'd like to hear from you as well. Uh, you could either send us an email to DisneyDoodahPod at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at DisneyDoodahPod or even find us on the uh, the Anchor app and you could even send a, a voice clip suggesting a topic for us to discuss in one of the next episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, tonight's episode and all episodes of the future will be brought to you by me, Brad, at Wicked Mouse Travel. If you'd like to start planning your next Disney vacation or Disney getaway, you can just drop a line to brad at wickedmousetravel.com to get started. I'd also like to take this moment to just let you all know that the free dining is actually out. It's long awaited every year. Um, they usually come out with it towards the end of the year. Uh, they've actually popped out a free dining plan for uh, for Disney guests, uh, select nights towards the, the June, July, August. So if you'd like to learn more, of course, again, find me on Facebook, Brad at Wicked Mouse Travel, or on email, shoot me a line, brad at wickedmousetravel.com and see if we can't get you hooked up with some some free dining on your next Disney World vacation. Uh, that about does it for me. And John, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you real soon.